Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. There is a lot that goes into designing a website, and that is especially true if you are kind of putting some extra effort in to think through a strategy behind your design. Like right now, if I sit here and try to think of that whole process and how that all works, like my brain can't even handle it. And we have recorded quite a few episodes on kind of designing strategic websites in general. Um, But I know that's overwhelming to think about as well. So I thought to help today, we'd break down one piece of all that and talk about designing a strategic homepage. And I'm choosing the homepage because it's kind of one of the most important pages on a website. And it has a huge, like crazy huge part to play in first impressions for your client. Uh, Even if people are starting out on blog posts that they land on from social media or something like that, if they want to learn more about the person whose website they're on, they're going to go to the homepage, and that is why that's so important. So today we are going to talk about how you can design a strategic and effective homepage. I think you made a really good point that sometimes people just forget, and it's that the homepage is so important. It's literally, so I would say the branding might be the first impression. The the homepage is like the second impression someone gets of your business. So if you want them to land on your site and go to certain pages or know the most important things about you and your business, then you have to have an effect homepage. And when you're thinking about creating these strategic websites for your clients that are going to help them grow their businesses, then you have to make sure that you're thinking about all of this stuff, particularly with that homepage. So I'm excited to see what tips you have for us today. (laughs) Yeah, you brought up such a good point. And it's just that a lot of people don't think about it. And that's actually what one of my next points was. I was going to go into where homepages go wrong. And this is one of the points I had listed out is people just don't think about it. They're just like, okay, I need to make this stuff look pretty. They don't think about what that stuff is or why. They just focus on making it look good. And that is like, what, 10% of, I mean, of course we want things to look good, but your homepage, the homepage for your clients can do a ton for their business. So it's so important that you put a little extra thought into it. Absolutely. Um, But I'm definitely not judging here because back when I thought I could design, that's what I was doing. I just wanted something to look good. I didn't really care about anything else. So I'm totally not judging if anybody is currently still doing that. Um, But I think right along with that, either people don't think about what they're putting on the homepage or they try to do what like bigger bloggers or business owners are doing and look at an influencer in a specific niche and just kind of copy that. And you guys might be surprised at how many like huge mistakes more popular people make on their websites. So definitely don't just kind of base things around what you see the big names doing. 
Um, instead of just kind of throwing things in, really have a purpose behind every single thing that you add to a homepage. I have to admit that that's what I was doing before I really thought about what I wanted my people to do when they landed on my website. Mm -hmm. Like when I was first getting started and I would work on the, um, like redesigning my whole site, I would just look at what everyone else had. And it's kind of like the whole, um, perception on Instagram thing, like, their website may look awesome and it may look like they're making a lot of money from it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's working for them the way they want it to. Mm -hmm. So when you just copy their design, you're just setting yourself up for the same potential mediocre results. Mm -hmm. So it is really important to actually know why you are putting certain things on there instead of just like saying, oh, well, this person has a ton of followers and I think they're making a lot of money. So I'm just going to copy what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even if they are making a ton of money, that doesn't mean they couldn't be making more or doing better or converting people more efficiently if things were set up better. So we'll get into that shortly here. But I want to touch on one more big homepage mistake before we dive into that. And I feel like this one is kind of going away slowly. I'm not seeing as much of it anymore. But that is just having a homepage that shows blog posts. And doing this is just a total waste of some of the best space on your clients' websites, unless they are just a blogger. They're not a business owner. Their focus is blogging. If that's their focus, okay. You can have the blog posts as the homepage, but otherwise you really don't want to. Be and I say this because, one, you can't direct people anywhere other than blog posts when you're doing it that way. And two, not every post your client publishes is going to be what they want someone's first impression of them to be. Like, every month I do a monthly review post. If someone discovered me for the first time, I don't want them basing their sole judgment about me and what I do from that monthly review post. I would rather have them start on one of my posts about why collaborating with a developer is awesome or why designing strategically is awesome or important, stuff like that. Um, so not every blog post your client writes is going to be a good fit for a first impression. So that's why I say never, ever, ever have a client who is a business owner just have their blog page as their homepage. Yeah, and I actually see, like I can think of one person in particular who owns a successful like infopreneur business. Um, and she just has her blog post as like, the, that's her homepage. But when you go to it, I think one thing that also kind of works against you when you do it that way is how often your client posts. Because mm -hmm. if you're landing and you see that they haven't written a blog post, like me, I'm really guilty of this for like a month or two months, then the person on your client site is going to assume that other parts of their website are outdated and they might not even take the time to like click around to kind of see. They may just say, okay, well, this person doesn't do this anymore, so yeah. I'm going to move on to the next. So that's something else to keep in mind when you're thinking about showing just the blog post. Like you said, if it's mm -hmm. just a blogger, it's not that big of a deal if they don't publish that frequently, but like your clients, you want them, their people to know that they are updating things on their site. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. That's a really good point that I didn't think of. I know I've in the past I've seen someone who hasn't posted in like two months and I'm like, are they still doing this or did they give up? Like what's going on? So that's a good point. I didn't think of that one. So those are my two big mistakes for a homepage, just kind of throwing it together or not thinking about it and showing blog posts as, you know, the main part of it. So now let's dive into what to do instead. And I want to start by going over the different goals we're going to talk about. So we'll break these down individually, but I want to start with just a really quick overview. Um, So basically, I want you guys to treat a homepage like the place that's going to really pull someone into your client's website and get them started with what they need to know to be interested in your client and just see if they're a good fit. If they're not a good fit, we want them knowing that right away too. We don't want them wasting time or even getting as far as like opting in or inquiring if it's like, you know, they're not doing the right thing or they're the totally wrong type of person. So there are four things that I always say you want to have on a homepage or four goals you want to take care of. And that is number one, establishing the who. So who is your client and can they be trusted? Can audience members trust your client with what they say they can do? Number two is establishing the what. So what does your client do and who do they do it for? Number three is establishing the where. So where should someone start if they're new to the website? And then number four is encouraging action. So this is very similar to number three, but not necessarily for beginners. So here's where you wanna focus on the first and most important action someone should take when they're on a website. And now this might sound like quite a bit for one page and it kind of is, but if you get creative, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like big blocks of text explaining everything. You can use images and icons and taglines and just kind of your overall aesthetic to get all of this across without making it a million miles long and super, super boring. So I know we have talked about all of this before kind of a lot more generally than what you're gonna go into today. Um, But would you say that establishing the who is like the one thing that most people ignore? Because I know you have got on me so many times for not having like a bio and a headshot on the homepage. So I'm wondering if you think that is like out of the four of those, the number one most forgotten thing that it when it comes to the homepage. That's a really good question. I do. I think you're right. I think if I had to pick one thing that I see skipped more than anything else, it's definitely the who. People don't, I don't know why, people don't want to put themselves on their homepage. I don't know if they feel like they're being like full of themselves or whatever, or that maybe they don't like their headshots. I was totally there before. Um, but people just don't like putting themselves on the homepage. I didn't have my picture on there for a long time too, so I'd get it. You just kind of don't think about it. Um, but I would say that's the number one thing that's missed. I think all of these things get missed a lot, but if there was one that got missed the most, it would it would be that one for sure. So let's dive into that one a little bit more. So we'll talk about how to establish the who on a homepage. So this is the piece that really quickly lets people know who your client is and whether or not they can be trusted. Now, there is a common trap that I see people falling into with this portion, and that is getting too wordy. Now, when you get to this part and you're trying to think of what to include on the homepage for this, please remember that your client has an about page for a reason. You don't have to have big, boring paragraphs of text talking all about who your client is and what they do. Definitely don't need to do that. Instead, 
think about really quick one or two sentences about who they are and what they're around to accomplish, because this is really gonna help with making a quick connection and filter out people who aren't in the right place. The goal of this is not to tell someone everything about your client or everything about what they do. It's just to give them a really, really quick idea. And then along with that sentence or two, if there is a personal element at all to your client's business, also include a headshot or like an image of them working or something like that, because that is gonna build a really, really strong connection, stronger than anything else you can do. And both of these things are gonna work together to build trust really quickly with the way most businesses that we run into um, are online today. Um, something else to think about is if your client's business is one that tends to need a little more trust built, for example, a coach or a developer, include some things like testimonials or featured portfolio items along with that, you know, really quick introduction. And this doesn't necessarily help with the who portion of things like we're talking about, but it does help go along with the goal of building trust right away and letting people know, okay, this industry doesn't have the best track record, but this person looks like they know what they're doing and like I can trust them. So the overall goal of this section is to super quickly introduce your client and um, build a little trust right off the bat. I think the headshots are the one thing that people probably get hung up with, but it is really important to include that. And I would say for the majority of us, like running our business and this kind of extended online entrepreneur community, we are our businesses. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I am the only person answering emails, scheduling social media, all that stuff. If you have more people, like I know you do, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, you are still the business owner. And especially if your business goes by your own name, mm -hmm. like put your face out there, make that connection. And I know I'm one to talk because I don't have a headshot <laughs> on my website as of recording this. But, you know, it's not hard and it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive to get good headshots. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a friend who could do it for you, if you could barter services. I know someone in our mastermind, I think she bartered her design services to get some headshots of her and shots of her working for yep. her website. So think about little things like that and maybe pass that along to your client if they don't understand why this is so important because it's like i said when you are the person behind the screen and especially if your business is your name like krista ray or corey woodard then people really like to see well who is krista mm -hmm. who is corey what do these people even look like like is this just the name of the website like is this a robot behind the scenes so just think about that. And like I said, I know this is for your clients. So if they don't understand or they don't have headshots, then maybe pass that information along to them too, because you are the professional. They hired mm -hmm. you for your opinion and you can help them and figure out a way that they can make that work for them in the future. Yeah. And something else I was thinking of um, was why I didn't used to have a headshot. And we I mentioned this really briefly a couple minutes ago, but it was because I just didn't 
I didn't want to make it all about me. I didn't want to be front and center. I didn't want to look like I was full of myself. And if you run into a client that's worried about that or that's worried that, you know, they're not pretty enough to be on the front page of their website, help them with the copy that goes along with it. Make the copy not about them, but kind of reposition it so it's about the people reading it. That will make them feel less like they're just there talking about themselves and like it's still there to like literally help the people on their website and not just show themselves off. So there's a lot of reasons that people don't add this, a lot of places that people can go wrong. Um, but hopefully, hopefully this helps at least a little bit between what the two of us have said here. So next is the what. So establishing really quickly what your client does and who they do it for. Um, and just like the last one, there's a pretty common mistake here that I run across and that is not making it clear enough. People should not have to go to the about page or go to the shop or services page to know what your client does and what they have to offer. And we see this all the time when we're approving people for our Facebook group. We check every single person's website to see if they're a designer. And you guys, it is way too difficult, even on your own website sometimes, to see if you're designers. Like, I shouldn't have to go to the service pa services page and see if you offer design services. I should be able to tell the second I land on your homepage. Corey, have you seen this too? Oh my gosh, yes. And not only that, but um, I have seen so many people who want to use cute, fancy names for what they do, how they help people, their services, that kind of thing. Don't make me Google whatever the name of your service <laughs> Digital is. Digital marketing strategy is the one that gets me all the time. I'm like, what Yeah, is what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I would be going to Google or to our mastermind Slack group and being like, can someone please fill me in because I missed class the day they taught this. <laughs> so yeah, you want to, like I know on my website, I want to make it as easy to understand as possible. And something that I think about, um, and I don't think that they're listening, but my parents or like my in-laws, they're, they're up there in age. They're not like ancient, but um, if they wouldn't understand, then your, your viewers or your clients' viewers would not understand. So you have to make it like as clear as mud, as we say here in the South. Um, <laughs> what you do, how you help people. Your client has to do that too. And you can kind of tweak that and help them tweak that so they can get more success with their homepage. Yeah. Help them not try to be all cutesy and like have these hidden messages just to sound smart and clever. Just, just don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. It doesn't work. Mm -mm. <laughs> but instead of those things, let's talk about what to include to help establish who your client helps and what they do. Um, first, the imagery and design style you choose can be really big for this. It's not going to do all of it, but you know, the pictures you have, if you have pictures of like art supplies, okay, that starts getting me th thinking in the direction of some type of artist. If there is, I don't know, and maybe in my case, a computer with some code on it, which I don't have, it could be smart. Okay, maybe this person does development. Um, these things are going to get people at least in the right mindset and also help to start turning away the wrong kind of people just through even the overall design style you choose. So for my website, it's bright pink and crazy and girly and bright. There's probably people that land on that and are like, oh, I don't think so, and like run in the other direction. So those kinds of things can also help. Um, along with the imagery and design style, 
You can also include a really clear call to action for certain products and services. Now, I don't recommend this to be like first thing right in the header, but having some information and like a quick sentence or two on your client's most popular products or their top couple services can be really helpful in helping people understand what they do. And then a last option is a really simple and quick tagline or sentence explaining the goals they help their client with, maybe hitting pain points um, and how they help them overcome that. Again, super quick. We don't want paragraphs here, but just something that gets people thinking kind of in the right mindset and about the right types of services, even if it's not exact quite yet. So that is the what, now let's move on to the where. So this is where you want to help people know exactly where to start on the website if they're first timer. So we want to get them off the homepage. We want them, you know, in more deeper areas of the website, but you need to help them get there. So there are also a couple mistakes here. Um, the first one is asking them to book a consult call or do your services right away. Um, we'll get to this in a second. There are times for this, um, but places like the header or having that as your only call to action on the homepage is, is not the right time for that. Um, sometimes even asking people to join an email list when they're first timers is going to be too soon, so just keep that in mind. So always include a fallback call to action, and that's what this part is. So something with super, super low commitment that people with even just a tiny bit of interest will feel comfortable clicking on. So the most popular options for this are either the blog or the about page. And these things, you're not asking the visitor for anything, and you're helping build authority and trust that people need to be ready for the next steps of opting in or reading more blog posts or even just following on social media before they're ready to go ahead and buy. So keep this super low commitment option in mind um, and choose something like blog posts or the about page to have featured on the homepage. So I have a question for you here that just came to mind. If you are working on a design and your client doesn't have an existing homepage, so I know a lot of the projects I do, I just am taking a lot of the content they already have on the site and just using it for my new design. So if I were picking a call to action to use here, would it, would it be me picking that call to action or would I want to consult with my client to pick, you know, where I would want or where we would want to lead people? I think this can depend. I think in most situations, you as the design expert should choose this. Um, a lot of the times clients come to us for more than design and development. They need a little bit of coaching. They need some help. Um, and your client might not understand or know what the best thing is. You know, we're in a really unique position where we get to see how all of these things work. We kind of do different things on different websites and we can sit back and just watch it all happen. Your client doesn't have that. They, they might think they know what's the best, but they're not going to. Um, a time when maybe your client is the better choice is if they're a more advanced person, you know they're familiar with like their Google Analytics, they know their audience really, really well. In that case, you can ask them if you're not, if you're not sure or if they're really opinionated, maybe they'll just tell you right off the bat. Uh, but I think in most situations, you as a designer would end up uh, picking that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I guess this actually leads into your next point too. Sort of. So the next point is encouraging action in general. So this is super, super similar to 
you know, telling people where to go first. But the the difference is this one is more for people who have been around a time or two and they don't need to worry about trust quite as much. They've read blog posts, they've been to the about page, like they, they trust your client, they know who they are. And now this is where you encourage them to take that most important action your client wants them to take. Usually this is gonna be opting in um, for maybe lower priced offerings, it could be going to view a product or service, um, but usually something like an opt-in or consult call is the best option here. Something that's still pretty low commitment, but kind of gets people into your client's funnel for the most part of what the goal of this is. So you have the where, which is a super low commitment, and then this extra option that encourages a really important action for your client's audience. Designing a strategic website that gets your clients results and turns around to benefit your own business is no small feat. It's an all new process and way of thinking that needs to be added to your design projects and it can take years to figure out how it all works. But I've got a way for you to speed up the process. Design Your Own Pixel Perfect Production is a workbook and ebook combo to lead you through every step of the process, including improving your own website, getting your clients real results through a perfectly strategic design, and knowing the questions to ask before and after the project to be able to have real results to compare. If you're ready to learn the exact steps you need to craft a strategic website, implement it flawlessly, and see results in your own business, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash strategy workbook to learn more and use the code getbacktodesign for $10 off your copy. After that, prepare to take action and see happier clients, better testimonials, more referrals, and those higher paying clients you've been waiting for. So those are the four pieces. So now that you have them, it's time to put them together in a way that actually makes sense. And to do that, just think of the homepage as its own little journey and order things in the way that makes the most sense. So for your client, do people need to know what they do first or do they need to trust them and know who they are as a person first? Um, for this client, does it make the most sense for that higher level call to action to appear right at the top? Or is it better for, for people who are ready to find it way down in the footer? What is best for your specific client? Um, I always think it's best to have the super low commitment option like the blog posts or about page at the very bottom because that way it's going to kind of catch everyone who hasn't found something higher up on the page. It's kind of like a catch-all. If they haven't clicked over to the about page or gone to learn more about products and services, okay, here's the blog for them. They can start there. Um, but for the rest, I'd say the order is up to you and will be different depending on your client. But just know, like, don't get super hung up on this. Like, absolutely any thought you put into this is going to be better than doing nothing and not caring or displaying the dang blog posts. So as a quick recap for today, the homepage of a website design should have a super specific purpose and everything on there should be there for a reason. So let people know who your client is, what they do, and where they should start on the website. So I have some action steps for you today to get you started thinking this way. So I want you to start by opening a quick text document or grabbing a notebook, something like that, and then space out and write down who, what, where, and action. And then next to each of those items, I want you to write down what applies to you for your own website. So who are you as far as people who visit your website are concerned? What do they need to know right away? Who do you help and what do you do for them? 
where do you want beginners to start on your website and what bigger action can you encourage for people who have been around a time or two? Then once you have that, I want you to go to your homepage and see if you're actually supporting those things. Do people know who you are and are they thinking the same thing that you wrote down? Do you have those actions you want them to take? Can people tell what you do and who you're meant to help? If those things are not crystal clear, get some changes made on your website and then get ready to apply that process to your next client project. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.